I'm Tom Schultz, host of Voices of Montana. Thanks for joining us for the podcast today, brought to you by Blackfoot Communications. Does your home qualify for a $70 discount on your internet bill? Blackfoot Communications is proud to partner with the FCC to help ensure that households can afford the broadband necessary for work, school, healthcare, and more. For more information on this federal program and to see if your household qualifies for a discount on your internet service, visit goblackfoot.com slash ACP. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Uh, this week, again, as I mentioned, the, the majority party hour. I'm uh, going to introduce Representative Rhonda Knutson here very shortly from Culbertson. A bit later on, as I mentioned, to uh, Ken Bogner from Miles City. He's the Senate President Pro Tem. Um, the bill he's carrying that prohibits ownership of critical Montana infrastructure to adversaries of the United States. Yes, uh, it's pointing at China, and China has, uh, well, we'll let Ken talk about it, but they have uh, infiltrated in a lot of ways, including uh, they're buying agricultural land um, all across the country, and and it, it's been documented that some of those purchases um, have been next to sensitive government installations, and, and yeah, there's suspicion of... Um, uh, mischievous intent there, all right? That's a bit later on. Uh, let's say hello to Representative Rhonda Knutson, Montana's House Speaker Pro Tem, serving House District uh, 34. She's been doing that in her third term now. It's Northeast Corner, Scobie, Plenty Wood, and uh, from Culbertson. Good morning, Representative Knutson. How are you? Good morning, Mr. Schultz. I am great. It's looking good here in Helena. Yeah, good. Great Thank- day to be in Helena. You know, you guys have, um, um, just your thoughts on this, uh, your leadership position. And as I've watched a number of hearings and also floor sessions and saw the bills that have passed, a lot of that work gets done during the interim. Um, but it seems like, and I know that there's going to be some floor fights on, on certain issues. Of course, we talk about the, the majority uh, for the GOP there. Um, but I, I do believe that there's a lot, I, I think, a pretty good measures going forward. What are your thoughts? Yeah, we've got a lot of good things going on right now, Tom. Uh, we've got uh, a lot of tax reform heading through the House right now, working working on a bunch of individual bills. We've got bills to give uh, property tax rebates to, to the homeowners in Montana. We've got some bills for uh, income tax rebates in Montana. Um, we also have a bill that will be coming over from the Senate. We don't have it yet in the House, but it's coming. It will... Uh, lower the marginal property, excuse me, the marginal income tax rate. Again, we did that two years ago. We're going to do it again. Uh, So we're just looking at ways to keep Montana functional. We want to give money back to people, and we want to quit taking as much money away from them as we can. Well, and that's a, a, a really a pretty aggressive agenda because you're talking about some pro-business goals, family goals, parental rights, health care, um, a lot of things to cover. Let's go into taxes a little bit because uh, I know that the House Taxation Committee tabled and then um, uh, recommitted a bill after some amendments uh, that the governor had, um, had brought forward essentially uh, regarding um, property tax um, rebates. So um, he's got $1,000 this year, $1,000 next year. I've heard legislators say, um, without a ton of detail on it, and this comes from the Democratic Party too, um, we need to see some long-term solutions. We like uh, immediate long-term. What kind of long-term solutions are out there? Where does that current property tax proposal sit in the minds of uh, your fellow members? Well, the, the rebate tax proposal is working its way through the, through the system, as, as you said. Um, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about the tabling motion that, that was heard, the shot across the 
state, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that's not an that's not an unusual uh, movement in a in a bill hearing. Sometimes we need a little bit more time to consider, debate, uh, work on a bill. So we'll just take it off the table for a while, and then we'll bring it back and we'll finish the work on it and pass it forward. So that that was uh, just a normal legislative movement, and it and nothing nefarious, nothing yeah. threatening about it. It's just the way it works. Well, and, and one of the, we need to slow the process down a little bit. And one of the comments was just that. Um, there's going to be some proposals out there before we commit to anything. We want, we want to hear, um, some of those ideas and, and, and so, yeah, so get into that. What what are you hearing? What are some of those ideas again for the immediate, but also more of the long term? Cause it's hard to pin those down. I mean, are you, are you in favor of limiting mill levies at the local level? That's, that's going to be real hard. Uh, you know, initiating taxes elsewhere. That's also not an easy haul if you're looking for, you know, more permanent property tax relief. Well, one, one, one of the things that we see coming is uh, there, are some, there are some bills, there will be some legislation discussing on how the mills are set at the local level. Now, understand, we, we are not trying to advocate taking away local control yeah. at all. Uh, those, those things happen at the local level. They happen in your counties. They happen in the cities. And that's where those things need to continue to happen. Uh, but we will be working on some of the sideboards that are put on that. What what kind of increases are allowable? What kind of uh, budget increases are allowable at the local level? We're we're looking at those laws just a little bit. Uh, so we we may see some some tweaking to those laws as we move down through the session. Uh, immediately though, we are looking at increasing the business in, business equipment taxes exemption. Uh, in the last session, we moved that business tax, and I'm going to call it the BET. Okay. We moved that up to, uh, from it was at 100000 we moved it up to 300000 And now in this, this session, we will see that BET go up to a million. And that's a big, big improvement for all of the small business owners, farmers and ranchers across the state. That's, that's, tax relief right there. Do you, ha- big tax relief. do you have the governor's figures on, because uh, they put that together. I, I don't think I have it in front of me. It's, it affects, um, I think they say, if, if this is approved, um, 80% of Montana's small businesses uh, will fall under that. Um, and, and I like the, I mean, I, I, I've heard somebody say that the business equipment tax is just an ongoing sales tax. And um, I think it's really hard Correct. for it year after year after year. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Um, uh, what what are the figures on how many businesses that will help? And, and I think I looked at uh, some of the, uh, well, I haven't looked at the projections for that tax. I have the property tax relief figures, but um, what, uh, in, what will that cost the state? Right now, uh, you, you caught me at a disadvantage. I, I don't know I don't if you have all those. Yeah. I don't have all the financial documents in front of me. Yeah, me neither. Uh, Sorry. But I do know, I think you're pr- pretty close in the number that you said. About 80% of the people, the small businesses, farmers and ranchers, will be affected by this. So those people will all see a little bit more money staying in their pocket. And it's mostly for, I mean, it, it is big for our agricultural community. Let's, let's not overlook that. I mean. Uh, right. Yeah. We're talking about business equipment taxes on tractors, uh, irrigation equipment, um, implements, even even small tools. All of that stuff will be exempt now, up to a million dollars total per 
per uh, taxpayer. Yeah, yeah. Per business, per taxpayer. Does that still leave? So that's a big deal. Some of our agricultural producers um, on the other side. Pardon me. Does that still leave some of our agricultural producers? How many? You know, on the other side, uh, a million well, dollar exemption. Of course, there are yeah. there are going to be some some big corporations, some bigger ag producers will be will still be left, but still that first million dollars will be exempt. Yeah. And, and that's good. I mean, so, and, so everybody benefits from that. The first million dollars will be exempt. I know you get some pushback from the other side of the aisle there. Um, what do you what do you take of, of their pushback in terms of I, I, I don't know, maybe you could characterize it. Uh, I think in general, they, they feel like it's an it's an unnecessary um, at this time. Well, I guess the the comment is it's a, it's another tax benefit for the rich. Yeah. And I would counter that with saying all of our small business people maybe are rich because they live here in Montana, but um, this is this is a pretty pretty broad based across the board tax benefit for people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean uh... on on both ends of the spectrum. So, you know, it's just good for everybody in Montana. There, and, there, and we're with uh, House Speaker Pro Tem Representative Rhonda Knutson, again, House District 34 in the Culbertson area. Uh, I've got family uh, in that area, that far northeastern corner, Scobie and Plentywood, serving mm-hmm. her third term. Um, the uh, the income tax rate, uh, again, you hear that common refrain, um, and I, I try not to make light of it, but, you know, it's just tax relief for the rich. Um, the the uh, top marginal personal rate is 6.5%. They want to lower that. Uh, you there's a push to lower that to 5.9%. Uh, again, the numbers there, um, I, I think, uh, you know, that, that $35,000 of earned income um, puts you in that high income tax bracket. That's, that's not, um, uh, you know, $35,000 is not wealthy in this state. Correct. That You've got it. Uh, the, lowering the income tax rate to a marginal rate of 5.9, that's our goal. And if we can pull that off, uh, we're still working through the numbers. We're still trying to fit that in our budget. But that's going to affect way more people. If you have, a, for a single person, a taxable income in excess of 17000 you would be subject to that. Oh. Right now the rate is set for 6.5, but it goes to 5.9. So if you're a working individual in Montana, if you have a taxable income, you're going to be affected by this tax reduction. Yeah. Um, what what gets it over the the, the edge? I mean, uh, the, there's the GOP majority here. The only thing that really prevents uh, some of these ideas from going forward um, is is people within the caucus. So uh, uh, this this is likely. I mean, what's the discussion? Uh, is is it uh, what do you find is valid in those who would pose? Uh, oppose this income tax reduction at this point? I would say right now the only discussion I'm seeing in opposition is maybe it's not enough. Mm. Maybe we need to cut it more. Well, I know the governor has stated he wants to bring it to, what, 5.4% uh, or maybe it's 5.3%. Um, right, and, yeah. right. Yeah. And so so here's how this works. We're, we're still working on budget uh, projections for the next biennium, and we're looking at revenue projections for the – next biennium and that's a moving target it moves every day every month you know we get weekly updates monthly updates so it's hard to to nail down anything at this point without 
a little clearer picture of what we think is going to happen in the future. And the further we get down in the future, the, the clearer that picture becomes. But of course, it's all projections. So it, it's probably best to stay a little bit on the conservative side. And we're going to try for this 5.9% uh, taxable rate at this point. And we'll see how that plays out in, in the budget and the revenue going forward. A lot more things to talk about here. Uh, you know, the, the taxes, the reductions, the rebates. Um, as you mentioned, the budget projection, hard to get a handle on that. I want to talk more about some of those family goals. And I know there's there's movements toward uh, parental rights, uh, health care. It's pro-life, pro-abortion. Also on the various floors in this session, Representative Rhonda Knutson, our special guest today on Voices of Montana. Does your home qualify for a $70 discount on your internet bill? Blackfoot Communications is proud to partner with the FCC to help ensure that households can afford the broadband necessary for work, school, healthcare, and more. For more information on this federal program and to see if your household qualifies for a discount on your internet service, visit goblackfoot.com ACP. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Talk about an adoption tax credit for Montana residents. Uh, that was passed through the House Taxation Committee unanimously. Brian Bennett from our Northern News Network will have headlines on that upcoming here on Voices of Montana. Tom Schultz alongside with House Speaker Pro Tem. That's Representative Ronica Knutson, House District 34, serving her third term there uh, now in leadership. Rhonda, appreciate you, you being alongside and, and uh, you know, and the work uh, that, that you guys do there. I, um, uh, appreciate Love it. to be here. Yep. I know how much, I know how, how hard it is, but I know how much, you know, the people care there. And, um, so big thanks. Let's move on to, cause we have done a, a fair share of talking about uh, the income tax rate and the rebates and, um, and those things will kind of play out as they are. I don't know that I see a lot of movement on those one way or the other. Um, what about, uh, some of those family pro family goals out there? What do you see moving forward? Uh, parental rights. Uh, I know we've talked about education as well. There's been a movement to, to look at uh, while well, we mentioned adoption credits, but also child family protective services, uh, to really investigate uh, and make sure that that's operating correctly. Uh, what do you see, ma'am? We've got a pretty strong health and human services uh, standing committee, and they are doing a lot of investigation and a lot of reform in the child protective services area. Um, this, that's not a committee I serve on, but I'm telling you, I'm watching them, and they are they are doing the yeoman's work on a lot of reform for that that particular part of our government. Um, we're also in education. We've got some a lot of things going on. We've got a parental uh, bill of rights coming. We've got uh, curriculum transparency, letting parents know what's going on and requiring the schools to let parents know what's going on with the curriculum. We're working, working on some bills to allow open and partial enrollment at the schools, moving from one district to another to better suit the needs of the student, to better fill the, uh, the goals of the parent for their, their student's education. Um, we're working really hard on that. Uh, so expanding parental choice is a big deal for us uh, this this session. We're also working on a lot of health care reforms. A really, really great thing that we're working on is increasing the reciprocity for licensing across state lines so that we can bring health care workers more quickly into the state so we can get health care uh, to more people across the state, especially in the rural areas, and that speaks to me. I, last session, I carried a telehealth bill to increase uh, the 
health care options for, for the rural people. And uh, just working on the reciprocity is really going to help those situations as well. Other pro-family things we've got going on, we're putting some sideboards on uh, pornography, I guess. Uh, we're looking at some, some father inclusion in parental right hearings. We're looking at, uh, some, uh, looking at the welfare standards and what we call the, uh, the benefits cliff. How do we get people the help that they need without getting them cut off at certain places where that, which is a pro work, uh, uh, issue. And gosh, I'm looking at a, a chart here. I have 12 different individual or individual goals that we're looking at. We've got pro-life goals. We've got freedom goals, individual freedom goals. We've got pro-business goals. We've got budget goals, natural resources. We're working on some, uh, different, campsite problems, and we're working on some hunter access issues. We've got pro-family issues. We've got health care issues, education, and then, of course, election security. We're also working on housing. We've, we've passed some legislation to um, streamline some subdivision rules. We'll be talking next about water rights and some streamlining that. We've just got a lot of different issues going on, but luckily, Luckily, we have a supermajority in the Republicans. We have 68 House Republicans who are working really hard on, the, on these various issues in their committees. And we're able to move some good legislation forward with our supermajority. A couple of things in there to kind of, uh, you know, peel out on is, or, or, or peel into, I guess I should say, is open enrollment. Um, I know that, that discussion goes back. Uh, some districts, uh, a lot of the major districts have, have a lot, or I should say larger school districts have have allowed open enrollment. Uh, others have had a long discussion about it and opted against open enrollment. Um, mm-hmm. t- talk about the pros and cons uh, of that as you understand them. Well, I see more pros than I do see cons. Open enrollment gives parents and students the choices that they need. One size does not fit all. If I'm going to go to, if I live in school district A and school district A is very good with the let's just say the english curriculum in their school but let's just say my student really needs more help and maybe a more defined targeted uh education maybe in the in i I don't know maybe in the uh trades Mm -hmm. maybe my student should be able to cross those district lines and take a few few classes in the trades over in a neighboring school district so, we'll so let, those, these are ways that we're looking at making education fit the student rather than student fit the education. Yeah, I like getting outside of the box. I know that there's logistical difficulties there, um, but but I think that can be worked out because, you know, I, I think schools ought to be about that kind of elective choice. And so um, right. and, and, and everybody being able to put their best foot forward. Uh, I know there's a discussion that uh, sometimes that comes at to the detriment of some programs. Um, and I know that'll be something that's that's watched and, and, and possibly addressed in those legislations. Um, I, I've got to, I've got to take uh, I, I would love to follow up there and come on back with a call from skip in Hamilton. Representative Rhonda Knutson is with us. House speaker pro Tem here on voices. Does your home qualify for a $70 discount on your internet bill? Blackfoot communications is proud to partner with the FCC to help ensure that households can afford the broadband necessary for work, school, healthcare, and more. 
For more information on this federal program and to see if your household qualifies for a discount on your internet service, visit goblackfoot.com slash ACP. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. It's the Majority Party Hour this week with Rhonda Knudsen, House Speaker Pro Tem, representative from the Culbertson area. But uh, later on here, and in really in just a few minutes, it'll be Ken Bogner, state senator, uh, who's Senate President Pro Tem out of the Miles City area. We'll talk about a bill he's carrying to prohibit ownership of critical Montana infrastructure, which includes agricultural land by foreign adversaries, point to China uh, of the United States. So that's ahead. And uh, uh, finishing up with House Speaker Pro Tem, Rhonda Knudsen. Rhonda, really appreciate your time here. Skip's got a call listening to KLYQ in Hamilton. Um, thanks, Skip. You're on the air here with uh, Speaker Pro Tem Knudsen. Oh, well, thank you, sir. And uh, I hope everybody has a nice weekend coming up. Yeah. Uh, I, we're going to get nailed over here with a big storm tonight yeah. on, in the in, uh, Hamilton area. Yeah. But, ma'am, um, I... Uh, I know that right now with the plethora of things that you just covered of bills that are so many different subjects, uh, I noticed in your background, you're, you're, you have a federal employee background, natural resources. Yeah. And mm-hmm. over here in Western Montana, I mean, like in Valley County where I live in David Beatty and, and Jason Ellsworth country here. Mm-hmm. I knew both of them, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we have 70 plus percent of our county land masses is federal lands. I'm wondering, is there any kind of bills coming up or even in this session that you know of that might help our forest products utilization industry? And, and, and uh, is there, uh, and things that might help us better, I'll say, utilize our national forest or have a better relationship with, with that? Because it affects, good, in fact, our tax base. Good question, uh, Skip. We're going to run out of time, so I apologize for that. We've got about a minute and a half, uh, Rhonda. Go ahead. Please. That's an excellent question because we do have a program. It's called the Good Neighbor Program. And what the Good Neighbor Program does is it allows the state to manage part of the federal forest. And what that program does is it opens up uh, uh, lumber uh, contracts on the on the forest lands, on the federal forest lands. And we've, we've been using this program for several years. And I know this, I haven't seen the bill yet, but I know there's a bill coming that will expand the Good Neighbor program and let us get more acres and more, more board feet of timber harvested here in Montana. Okay, so uh, yes, it will be fire prevention uh, tactics as well. Yeah. And um, so expansion of uh, that Good Neighbor Authority, we can and, and that has been pretty effective here. We, we see the federal government kind of uh, just unable to make movement in, in a good direction when it comes to forest management, although they, they've made some movement forward there. Um, I saw a bill just the other day, a Senate bill um, uh, to revise forest land taxation law. So they're, they're looking at it in, in various other ways. Uh, Skip, I appreciate that call. Um, the, yeah, uh, good call. We just we just got a minute left, uh, Rhonda. What what's coming up this next week that people ought to be paying attention to? Uh, we're going to see some school choice bills coming up next. Um, we'll also the the taxation bills will make it to the floor, and we'll have some more debate on those on the rebate bills, and then also on the uh, forthcoming tax rates. Those are probably our two big things that are coming up in the next couple of weeks. Those the those will see floor action in the next couple of weeks. I know that there have been some, uh, and I don't have time to get into it. There have been some bills on 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 um, you know, 
pro-life versus pro-abortion, mm-hmm. so to speak. Uh, they've been kind of mm-hmm. spursed out a little bit. So I know that um, there's still discussion on, on those things coming forward as well. Uh, right. Yeah, there, there will be some pro-life uh, issues coming up uh, and uh, pro-medical issues coming up, uh, medical choice issues, um, medical uh, freedom issues. Those will be coming in subsequent weeks. I can't tell you for sure. That's okay. We'll hear them. We'll follow it here. That is House Speaker Pro right. Tem, Ronnie Knudsen. Back with more in a bit. Continues right after this. Does your home qualify for a $70 discount on your internet bill? Blackfoot Communications is proud to partner with the FCC to help ensure that households can afford the broadband necessary for work, school, healthcare, and more. For more information on this federal program and to see if your household qualifies for a discount on your internet service, visit goblackfoot.com ACP. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Uh, it's this week's Majority Party Hour, and uh, now joined by Senate President Pro Tem Ken Bogner of Miles City. This Billy's caring. It's um, ownership of critical Montana infrastructure, defining that, including agricultural land. Though, and I think that's that's important. Um, what are what are the figures behind that? Uh, you know, do we have an issue in Montana when it comes to foreign foreign ownership of our our uh, infrastructure? Uh, I know we look and the definition here by foreign adversaries of the United States. Um, I, you know, we're pointing to China, but we also know Russia and we also know, uh, North Korea. Let's welcome again. It's uh, state Senator Ken Bogner from Miles city. He is the Senate president, uh, pro tem and uh, serving the district, uh, in Miles city Senate uh, district 19. Good morning, sir. How are you doing, Ken? Good morning, Tom. Doing great. Good. Good. And you guys are, are working, uh, working hard and, and keeping busy. And I very much appreciate that this bill, um, bans foreign adversaries from Montana critical infrastructure. Tell me about it. Yeah, I'm very excited about this bill. It is a big deal. I heard about it, not just from the people in my district, but people from all over Montana, that this was a big concern. Especially after we saw some purchase of land in North Dakota, our neighbors right next door. And as a former military member, I know that there are nations out there that want to do us harm. So this is a good step in, in helping protect Montana from those that want to do us harm, those adversarial nations. What, um, what, what's the nature of the problem? What's the, uh, what's the nuts and bolts here? How do we legally prevent um, foreign adversaries from buying uh, on the open market um, these kinds of capital properties? Great question. There is 14 other states that see this as an issue that, have some laws on the books that prohibit the sale. And I saw those and know, knew that we need to do the same thing here. So I looked to the federal government and seeing what they were recommending. And in 2019, they were directed through an executive order to determine who our adversarial nations were. And the U.S. Secretary of Commerce, Commerce came up with four countries, China, North Korea, Russia, and Iran, and so these are our adversarial nations and the federal government directs foreign policy. And if they're saying these are adversarial nations, we need to be heeding their advice and making sure that we protect Montana and the country through making sure that they don't get, have access to our critical infrastructure and our ag production land. Will you, um, is this modeled after anything? Has there been 
bills like this that have been successful in various other states and that maybe perhaps they've, they've survived. I, I don't know if there's constitutional challenges here. I don't doubt it because we're a litigious society. Um, but uh, what's that process? Do you, uh, I mean, how does it hold up? We are a litigious society. So I went looking around at other states to see what they had done. And I found a law in Texas that prohibited the sale and agree, entering into agreements for critical infrastructure. And I saw that and I thought, oh, that's, that's a good step. If they've done that, we can pull from Texas. We can do that here in Montana, but we can add a piece to that, a piece that really defines Montana and that's ag land, our farming and ranching and making sure that our food production that we help feed America is protected. What about um, corporations? Uh, I, I have, and maybe I'll get to that here in a minute. Um, uh, backing up just a little bit, uh, what, do we, does does China own any agri- agricultural land in Montana? Does Russia own? What about Iran? Do, do they own current infrastructure in Montana? And if they do, um, uh, you know, can you force them to sell that under this measure? Mm-hmm. I have a report from U.S. Department of Agriculture that shows we have. About a million acres here in Montana under foreign ownership. Most of those are Canada, but I so I reached out to them, hoping to get the actual numbers. I don't know what they are currently. And take China for example; they may not own the actual company as the state. Uh, but they definitely have influence and leverage over those companies in a communist state that they can force those companies to do things that the state wants. Yeah. That's very concerning. Well, especially you look at uh, the, these major investment groups like BlackRock and their, and their, their agenda, you know, ESG agendas and, and DEI uh, agendas. Um, and, and they, well, I have seen some, some, I think, uh, bad stories out there, bad in that their potential outcome um, of, of these various companies. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I don't want to get into any, any kind of thing that I, I, I can't really kind of back up right now. Um, but there, there, it, there's an issue with China funded companies um, owning these properties in Montana. Um, can, can you separate them? Can you separate uh, China, Korea, North Korea, Iran from, um, funding black rock investments that will filter into Montana. That's right. And we know that states like China and Russia, they want to influence America. So they can do it through cultural influence. They can use having locations in our country for espionage and they can do it for, you know, data gathering. This goes back to some of my other legislation I'm working on, but we need to make sure that our privacy is protected and allowing companies that are domiciled in these adversarial nations from coming in and being able to collect up all our information is that's that's important that we protect montanans and americans from that what about um corporations with uh, state senator ken bogner he is the uh, state senate president pro tem senate district 19 out of the miles city area and again this issue regarding uh, a bill um, that bans foreign adversaries from uh, critical infrastructure ownership in montana I've got a text message here, 781-627-5483. Why not take it a step farther and ban corporation recreation groups as well as environmental groups from purchasing farm and ranch land? Um, I mean, that's this This can go 
this can go a step too far, can it? Yeah, it's, so in, in current bill form of Senate Bill 203, I've included domiciled companies in these nations. So okay. they're covered there. But you know, I'll admit that these companies and these state actors, they aren't, aren't stupid. You know, they'll place their influence under shell companies after shell companies. So we really need to make sure that we have enforcement mechanisms to make sure that we know who those companies are and if the states are influencing those companies. What type of like critical infrastructure outside of agricultural land are we talking about? Communications? Is it, is it electrical generation? Right. So we have this in code now. There's probably 20 critical infrastructure facility definitions, and they include you know, petroleum refineries, electric generating facilities, water treatment facilities, telecommunications office, things like that that really provide the power, the water, our communications here in the state. Have you called the State Department to get their thoughts on this? I have not. I know that there is some legislation going through Congress at the moment uh, that will be introduced. So I think that is a very you know, telling thing that the federal government is now taking direction after states like Montana and these other seven, 14 states have implemented these laws. So I haven't talked to them directly, but I know there's a push at the federal level to make it. So we are really focusing on preventing these adversarial nations from getting a foothold in our Country. What kind of pushback are you getting? Because now this is this is dealing with the global economy, um, and you know, just even saying that there's there's they they it's it's pretty strong. The global economy and the proponents for for you know more openness on the global economy pretty strong. What kind of what kind of pushback? What what kind of valid um, discussion surrounding this has got you thinking? Well, maybe we need to tweak this, or maybe it needs to be stronger here, or watch out for constitutional problems over here. Yeah, the biggest pushback is you touched on it is the investment firms and the private equity that have investments in these companies, and they want to they want to make a dollar, and they have investments uh, all over the world, and they want to you know, make money. So there's been a pushback there from not allowing commerce um, to, to anyone. And then there's been some pushback on enforcement. You know, what happens if there is a contract that's been negotiated with one of these companies? Is there some taking issues? Uh, so those have been the, the big two things. Going to take a break and, and come on back. I want to see what else is on your plate. Uh, Ken, um, Ken Bogner again with us. He is a state senator from the Miles City area. Leadership position uh, in this term is serving in his second term state, uh, from, uh, as Senate President Pro Tem. And also, again, uh, thank you for your military service. Uh, United States Marine combat engineer served two tours. Back with more uh, Montana and uh, uh, Voices of Montana in just a bit. Does your home qualify for a $70 discount on your internet bill? Blackfoot Communications is proud to partner with the FCC to help ensure that households can afford the broadband necessary for work, school, healthcare, and more. For more information on this federal program and to see if your household qualifies for a discount on your internet service, visit goblackfoot.com ACP. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications.
Back with Montana State Senator um, Ken Bogner, Miles City, Senate District 19, Senate President Pro Tem, uh, speaking about this this bill that he's carrying uh, that would ban um, Montana critical critical infrastructure ownership from from foreign adversaries. Um, Ken, just to finish up on this one, uh, you know, I talked about maybe uh, contacting the State Department. This this does carry a, a lot of weight. Um, it, it just it's a it's a little kind of a thing for Montana. But it's it sends waves, don't you think, uh, across pretty much the in, entire globe? It really does. Like I mentioned earlier, we've saw that Congress is starting to take this up because states have made a big deal about this, that this isn't something they want. So, you know, once Congress gets involved, uh, it has you know, global implications. And this is this is a big deal for Montana because it's sending a message not just to the federal government, but to the world that we're taking notice of these adversarial nations and we're not going to stand for it. What if there's a company out there that, and, and I know we don't have all the answers, but um, a text message here mentions, mentions Columbia Grain. Um, you know, the difficulty uh, in, in understanding, you know, who has uh, capital ownership in a company. What if, uh, you know, a company like, say, Columbia Grain, and I don't know, I'm just making this up, um, has 20%, is 20% funded by uh, an adversary of the United States. How, how does that play out in this bill? Well, in my bill here, Senate Bill 203, it's only the companies domiciled in, in nations determined to be foreign adversaries. Hey. I'm considering an amendment that adds, has a controlling interest. So it would need you know, 50% or if, if everyone is, if those shares are diluted under 50% that they have the controlling interest of shares. Uh, so that I am considering as an amendment, but right now it would just be the companies domiciled in those foreign adversarial nations. Understood. Good. I appreciate that. Um, an update. Last time we chatted, uh, facial recognition was on your plate. Uh, is, uh, uh, I don't, I know that there's a bill, but I, I, I think uh, that comes what a first hearing next week. Yes, my plan is to introduce that bill first thing next week. Don't have a hearing date yet, but really excited about this bill as well. It would ban continuous surveillance by the state government, which is a big concern as well. And we've seen it talking about China. We've seen what they've done with continuous surveillance. So I want to make sure that that doesn't come to Montana as well. A real push, I think, for states to preserve their rights. It's not just Montana. It's it's across the country as well. Um, and this is, I think, a, a part of that push, is it? Is it not? It really is. We want to make sure that Montana's privacy is protected, that their data isn't shared. We saw during the pandemic that this was starting to become an issue with violations of privacy and tracking people and it has become a big issue in Montana across the country. And we're going to do our part here in Montana by protecting Montana's privacy through banning continuous surveillance and making sure that facial recognition technology isn't abused by the government. Yeah. We'll look forward to that uh, formally being introduced uh, and then uh, and following that along. Well, what else is going on? Uh, we got less than a minute here. Give us kind of an update of, of uh, what's going on on the Senate floor next week uh, that people should be you know, aware of. We're going to continue our work with lowering taxes and lowering bureaucracy. We have more of the red tape relief initiative bills coming to the Senate floor, which we're excited about. And we will have the House bills, the tax relief House bills coming over to the Senate uh, after. 
probably end of next week after they take those House floor votes. So we're really excited to get those over here to the Senate and get them to the governor's office and get money back to the people of Montana and in their pockets. Yeah, you guys are passing bills, uh, you know, eight, ten a day on third reading, and I appreciate the work that's uh, poured into that. State Senator Ken Bogner, be be well, Ken. Thank you for the work you do. Thank you for your public service, sir. Yeah, thanks. Have a great weekend. Uh, Likewise to you and to you all. We will see you Monday. We're talking tax man on Monday. You've been listening to Voices of Montana. Comments and opinions heard are those of the host or callers and not necessarily those of this station, sponsors, or Northern News Network. Join us Monday through Friday at 9.06 for Voices of Montana.